www.amazon.com.au. Amar Safety. Over 30 years of better brands and better service with the widest choice of PPE. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Yeah, hi, good morning everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Thursday morning. It's the 26th of October 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back with you over the next hour. Broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170. Our open line number you can text 0457 736 And that's all before breakfast with Copes and Brandy this morning. This is in Queensland. You'll get the first hour of that show. And then, of course, Pat and Heels along after 6 a.m. local time. Big show this morning. What about the cricket last night? All sorts of records broken. We'll talk about that in just a second. Plenty of rugby league news flying around as well, including potential player movement. We will talk about that. Uh, some news about the Rugby Union World Cup. Um, not the current one, but the one uh, that is coming up in Australia in a few years' time. We'll talk about that. Chris Perkins will be on the line from America in about 15 minutes to give us the latest from the United States as well. So plenty to get to on this Thursday morning. 0457 736 736, our text number. Or you can call the open line, 1300 01 1170. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yeah, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. All right, we'll get to the cricket in just a second, but just a heads up, when we speak to Chris Perkins, if you've been listening over the past couple of weeks, uh, or if you are a new listener to the show, Chris, Mer- uh, Chris Perkins, our wonderful American correspondent, we speak to him at least two, sometimes three times a week. Um, and... About mid-NRL season, we asked him to start giving his NRL tips. Now, not really big on the NRL, but watched the grand final about a month ago. And now right throughout this off-season, we're going to try and find him an NRL team. He's going to have to select an NRL team by the start of round zero slash round one next year. So we've only looked at two so far, the West Tigers and the St. George Illawarra Dragons. The West Tigers, he said, is a candidate, potentially, Good on him. Uh, but he said no last week to the St. George Illawarra Dragons. The Dragons, not there. So today, we look at the Bulldogs for Chris Perkins, who finished 15th this year. So Bulldogs fans, if any Bulldogs fans are listening, jump on the text 0457 736 736. Tell me why you became a Bulldogs fan and what's so good about being a Bulldogs fan. Let's try and convince Chris to make the Bulldogs a candidate. Why do you love the Bulldogs so much? If you're not a Bulldogs fan, although you can be as well, give me some pros and cons of being a Bulldogs fan. What would be the pros of being a Bulldogs fan? And what would the cons be of being a Bulldogs fan? I've got about half an hour or so before I run this past Chris, so plenty of time to have a think. But if you're a Bulldogs fan, why did you become a Bulldogs fan? What's so good about being a Bulldogs fan? And give me some pros and cons of why you should or shouldn't be or Chris should or shouldn't be a Bulldogs fan. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can jump on the open line. Have a chat with Chris when he comes on the air shortly as well. 
1300 01 Had some great texts the past couple of weeks through the Tigers and the Dragons. I'm expecting some good ones again this morning, re the Bulldogs. All right, let's get to the cricket last night in Australia. Very, very dominant. All sets, all sorts of records broken as well in this match against the Netherlands. So uh, I'll give you the simple recap first. Australia batted first, uh, made eight for 399 off their 50 overs. Netherlands only lasted 21 overs, all out for 90. And that's a pretty good effort, considering that we know the Netherlands do have an upset in them. But Glenn Maxwell, he blasted a record-breaking century, and Adam Zampa took four cheap wickets in that 309-run victory over the Netherlands. So Maxwell walked to the crease in the 39th over, and he got 106 of 44 balls. He reached his century in just 40 deliveries, making it the fastest World Cup 100 and quickest by an Australian in one-day internationals. Pat Cummins said after the match, that was crazy. He's a freak show, as clean hitting as you're going to see. Maxwell also became the only cricketer in the List A history to score a century after facing his first delivery after the 40th over. As I say, the Netherlands all out for 90 in 21 overs after a horror collapse of 8 for 43. Adam Zampa taking 4 for 8. Um, so a win by 309 runs. There was been one bigger um, in World Cup history, and that was actually earlier on in the tournament, India against Sri Lanka, when they won by 317 runs. Uh, Maxwell, back to him, nine boundaries at eight sixes during his innings, um, whipping out an assortment of reverse sweep paddles, late cuts, straight drives and pull shots. It was his third one-day international century and second in World Cups, and he was doing it whilst he was battling illness as well. Said he'd been pretty crook all day, so I wasn't expecting much today. Probably cleared my head to just go out there and play the situation. So 40 balls it took him um, to get that century. Well done to him. Dave Warner as well, and there's a bit of talk. We talked about it on Monday morning, I think it was, about is he our best one-day international batsman? Is he not? Well, he managed to get 104 off 93. That's his sixth World Cup 100. Um for him. Uh, Mitch Marsh, he uh, went for nine, though. But Warner combined with Steve Smith for 132-run uh, partnership for the second wicket. So well done to them. I'll go through the scorecard in total at the moment. But great innings by Glenn Maxwell. Well done to David Warner as well. Well done to Adam Zampa. As I said, four for eight, Adam Zampa. Amazing. And Glenn Maxwell, a century, getting to a century of just 40 balls. Um, quite unbelievable. Now, obviously, Australia were expected to win that match anyway, so that's not a surprise, but still a very good effort. Uh, let's go through the scorecard. So Mitch Marsh, as I said, was out for nine. Dave Warner made 104. Steve Smith made 71. Marnus Labuschagne made 62. Josh Inglis made 14. Glenn Maxwell, as I say, 106 off 44 balls, getting that 140 balls. Cam Green, who was back into the side, made eight. Pat Cummins was not out. Uh, on 12, Mitch Stark made a duck and Adam Zampa was not out on one. And then you look at the bowling figures, uh, Mitch Stark, one for 22, Josh Hazelwood, one for 27, Pat Cummins, one for 14, Mitch Marsh, two for 19, but Adam Zampa, the star, three overs, four for eight, three overs, 
0457 Any thoughts on the cricket? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Of course, Australia batted first, so there may have been a chance. Anyone listening now might have stayed up and watched that first innings. Uh, fantastic. Great to see that for Australia um, and good for their net run rate as well. The World Cup continues tonight at 7.30pm with England taking on Sri Lanka. Tomorrow it's Pakistan, South Africa. And what about this for Saturday afternoon um, into Saturday night, 4pm Saturday afternoon, Australia take on New Zealand in the one day World Cup. Probably, and I know Australia's lost a couple of matches so far, maybe outside of India, probably their biggest challenge so far and it's a bit of a night with Australia playing New Zealand because we've got Australia and New Zealand in the rugby league as well on Saturday night as well so Australia and New Zealand on Saturday we'll have a chat with Paul Dennett a couple of times next week about all of that you feel uh, I think we will know more about this Australian team whilst last night was very good uh, once they play New Zealand who have been excellent in this year's competition only dropping one game after that, they have actually a fair break, Australia, until next Saturday when they play England. So we'll talk more about that. Are you more confident, though, about Australia's chances in this year's World Cup? Um, it was a slow start, but they've now won a few on the bounce. How are you feeling about Australia in this World Cup? I know the tide has turned a little bit in terms of public thoughts on who may or may not win this World Cup. It will be interesting to see, though, and I think the big test will be on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. And what about that? Four o'clock start as well. So perfect time zone. Should finish about midnight here. Um, are you more confident now about Australia in this year's Cricket World Cup? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170 at 10 past five in New South Wales, 10 past four in Queensland. It's part of our Makita Power Play this morning. The Makita XGT Experience Professional Cordless Power without limits. Uh, let's turn our attention to a bit of rugby league news. And we mentioned this yesterday, Ryan Pappenhausen, when we were speaking to Manny Cox, host of Tradies News down in Melbourne. Um, and he's come out and uh, said a few things. This is after reports emerged on Sunday that he was being shopped around by the Melbourne Storm. Uh, he, he isn't entirely sure whether it was someone within the Storm or a third party who recently shopped him to a rival club. Regardless, he is driven by a desire to make them eat their words as he prepares to step up his recovery from a broken ankle in recent weeks. Uh, so Pappenhausen was left stunned, but not entirely surprised by a weekend report which suggested a rival club had been asked whether they were interested in taking over his contract, which has a further two years to run. Um, he said yesterday, you just realise it's a bit of business, don't you? It's a harsh industry at times. I have the club support. I think, I think it was just someone within the club or a third party. They are just doing their job and seeing what is available. The way I see it, I know they'll be making a mistake if they did move me on. So if they genuinely think that, good on them, but people are wrong sometimes. It is one of those ones where I'm uh, like, it is my job to come back now and do what I do, make them eat their words, I reckon. I'd like to know who the third party was, but at the same time, what is the point? Like I said, it is a business at the end of the day. I'm going to trust the work I do. If they say it different, they see it different, then they see it different. And now on that front, there is some good news. Pappenhausen visited his surgeon this week and was told he can start walking without the aid of a moon boot next week. And 
Uh, saw NRL physio a tweet yesterday that it looks like uh, he should still be back at New uh, Newcastle at Melbourne training come January. Uh, so what? Only a couple of months away now, and get. Whilst not a full preseason, because there'll be a lot of clubs, including the Storm, back at preseason, minus the international stars within the next month. Uh, after that Christmas break, he'll basically get two months um, of preseason. I know there'll be trial matches and the like uh, not that long after uh, his return to training in January, but at least gets a couple of months um, ready to go, for hopefully fit and firing next year. Still an intriguing story, I reckon, re around Ryan Pappenhausen. Amazing player, excellent player. Clearly, though, has not played for the past two years. One feels, especially with two years left on his contract as well, but one feels that the start of next season for Ryan Pappenhausen is huge, not just for himself personally uh, to get the confidence up. He only played, what, two, three, two, three games uh, back in the NRL uh, this season, just gone before he picked up that devastating injury. So, number one, personally for him, it's the most important thing Um the next few months, really getting back to training and then get back onto the field in the start of his season next year. But I also think for his future at the Melbourne Storm, if he can get back to that form we know that he has in him, it would be very hard to see the Melbourne Storm letting him go. But if he does pick up, and let's hope it doesn't happen, but if he does pick up another injury, you just wonder... Uh, what will the Melbourne Storm do? Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope he gets back to his best because we know when he's at his best, uh, he's well, he's a potential state of origin player. Probably would have been in state of origin somewhere last year before he picked up that injury. Still, I think an intriguing story around what's going to happen with Ryan Pappenhausen in the near future. Um, and I think the first 12 weeks, first half of next year's season could probably answer all the questions for Ryan Pappenhausen and the Melbourne Storm because we know they've got Foalongo, uh, the youngster who's uh, been in action for Samoa over recent weeks. Nick Meaney, of course, has done a very good job at fullback as well. So not an easy choice for the Melbourne Storm. Your thoughts on that? Do you think Ryan Pappenhausen does stay at the Storm? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Now, speaking of an ex-Melbourne Storm player, Josh Adokar, there have been... A little bit of rumours over the past three or four weeks about the fact that the Bulldogs and Josh Adokar not seeing eye to eye. Well, now Newcastle are the latest club to be in the mix for Josh Adokar as the Eels search for speed and will continue scouring the NRL market even if they miss out on Adokar. Now, identifying a lack of pace in their outside backs, the Eels have begun their speed search by making it known they would jump at Adokar if the Bulldogs were willing to release him from the final two years of his contract. Newcastle have also expressed an interest in securing Adokar as they continue to search for a replacement for Roosters-bound Dom Young. And the West Tigers are also closely monitoring Adokar's situation and would give serious thought to trying to bring him back to the club that uh, where he made his NRL debut. Parramatta back rower Ryan Madison was floated believed not to be by senior Eels officials as a potential swap option should the Bulldogs look to accelerate Adokar's exit. While the talks were only informal, it is understood the Bulldogs have since declared they have little interest in pursuing Madison. Eels officials insisted on Wednesday they were not actively shopping Madison, believing the former New South Wales origin Ford still had a number of good years left in him. Uh, Madison is 29 years of age now. Uh, 
Despite a meeting this week between Adokar and the Bulldogs, there are some suggestions he remains on the outer at the club, despite assurances they want to keep him. He still has two years left on a deal worth about $550,000 a season, but did, as we know, have an unhappy 2023 campaign. Tigers coach Benji Marshall is known to be a fan of Adokar and, like the Eels, is desperate to add speed to his backline. Hmm, interesting, Re Adokar. There's been rumours, as I say, for the past month or so, Re, is he going to stay at the Bulldogs? Is everything okay with Josh Adokar and the Bulldogs? Now Newcastle, the Eels, the Tigers, all expressing interest in Josh Adokar. If you're a betting man or woman, where would Josh Adokar end up? Where does Josh Adokar play round one next year? Is it the Bulldogs? Is it the Eels? Is it the Knights? Is it the Tigers? Is it somewhere else? Right now, everything you hear from the Bulldogs is that they want to keep him, everything is okay. But quite often with these kind of stories, when they float around like this, like they have been over the past two or three weeks, this one in particular, where there's smoke, there's fire usually. And I just wonder if we are going to see a situation where Josh Adokar is not at the Bulldogs come round one next year. Where does Josh Adokar play round one next year? Bulldogs, Eels, Knights, Tigers, somewhere else. 0457 736 736. And I think most clubs would love to take Josh Adokar. Surely they would. And finally, before a break, World Rugby Chief Executive Alan Gilpin said uh, on uh, on Tuesday, sorry, holding the draw for the 2027 World Cup in January 2026 was a compromise but would be better than the current situation for the current competition. Now, the draw for this year's World Cup in France was held in December 2020. Now, that was nearly three years before the tournament kicked off, leading to an unintentionally, uh, leading unintentionally to a lopsided tournament. Now, the other interesting thing is the 2027 Rugby World Cup will take place in Australia between October 1 and November 13, moved later than usual to avoid clashes with the NRL and AFL seasons. Now, Gilpin said, I understand that there's frustration at the timing of the draw for this World Cup, but I said it will be better than this one. And it is interesting as well that they are waiting until both the AFL and the NRL seasons end before the Rugby World Cup starts, which I think if you're going to hold it lo- hold it locally, um, I think that's a pretty smart decision, don't you? I don't think I'd be running it up against uh, the NRL and AFL finals because we've seen this year in a completely different situation. It's on the other side of the world, different time zone. The Wallabies, whilst there's been a lot of talk about the Wallabies, there's not been a lot of traction, at least at the beginning of the World Cup when it started, when um, the Rugby League finals were on, the AFL finals were on. Not a lot of traction. Now, obviously, being uh, here in Australia will be a bit different, but I think the fact that it gets a bit of clear air is a good thing and a smart decision by rugby union officials. Uh, So that is for the 2027 World Cup. So that's just a little bit of what's on our agenda this morning. Did you watch the cricket? Did you enjoy Glenn Maxwell's innings? The fastest century, 40 balls it took him to bring up 100. Just amazing. Ryan Pappenhausen, a bit of talk about him. Do you think he stays at the Storm? Josh Adokar, where does he play round one next year? Bulldogs, Knights, Eels, Tigers, somewhere else. And we are going to speak to Chris Perkins on the other side of this break. So any questions for Chris? And also, Bulldogs fans, why did you become a Bulldogs fan? What's so good about being a Bulldogs fan? And give me some pros and cons of being a Bulldogs fan. Why should Chris be a Bulldogs fan? Why shouldn't Chris be a Bulldogs fan? 
We'll pass them on to him shortly. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. All for the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation and power without limits. We'll have a chat with Chris Perkins and read some of your texts next. It's 20 past five in New South Wales. Yeah, good to have your company. 24 past five, 24 past four in Queensland. 0457 736 736, our text number. Jump on the open line 1300 01 1170. 70, asking you, where does Josh Adokar play next year? Where does he start? The Knights, the Eels, the Tigers, all expressing interest. Where does he play round one? And would you take him at your club? I think most people uh, would. The cricket last night, did you stay up? Did you watch Glenn Maxwell's innings? Dave Warner making yet another 100. Are you more confident about Australia's chances in the Cricket World Cup than you were maybe 10 days ago? Big test, as they say, coming up on Saturday night against New Zealand. Any questions for Chris Perkins as well, who we're just about to speak to, jump on the open line or the text line. And we are asking him this morning, well, we're trying to find him an NRL club. We've gone through two so far. The Tigers are a candidate. The Dragons, no. They're up to the Bulldogs now. Had a couple of texts on this already. If you are a Bulldogs fan, why do you love being a Bulldogs fan? Convince Chris why he should be a Bulldogs fan. If you're not a Bulldogs fan, you can still join in. Give me some pros and cons of why Chris should support the Bulldogs. Give me some good reasons why being a Bulldogs fan would be good. Give me some bad reasons as well. Uh, plenty of texts the past few weeks. Already a couple uh, through already. We'll get to them shortly, but you've still got a bit of time on that. Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Don't forget, just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. Tees and a C's apply. It's 26 past. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And on the line is Chris Perkins. Chris, good morning. Where do we find you this morning? Good morning. Uh, just outside Wheeling, West Virginia. I am done for the afternoon. I, I'm on a slow load. Mm. I don't have to deliver until tomorrow night, so I decided to stop early today. Very good. Very, very, very good. Now, before we get to the American sport, I think I sent you this headline about two days ago. Peter Volandis, the NRL's lord and saviour, is going to be having, I don't know if he already has had it or is going to be having uh, some sort of meal, I believe dinner at the White House. That's quite unbelievable. The head of rugby league, on the invitation, it has to be said, of our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, will be having. Uh, will be at the White House. That's probably the first time I would say that rugby league and the White House have had any connection. What meal do you reckon he'd be having, Chris? Oh, well, at the White House, uh, I would think it would be something very fancy. Because mm. I'm, I'm thinking with Albanese there, with the Prime Minister there, it's a state dinner. I'm mm. just guessing I don't know. But mm. I'm presuming it's like a state dinner, mm. as you know, the President has mm. from time to time with foreign leaders. Mm. Uh, so I would presume it would be something very fancy. Mm. Maybe there's something with an Australian flair in there, since it is in honor of it would be in honor of the Prime Minister of Australia. I don't know, but yeah, I'm guessing fancy. Mm. I'm not expecting meat pies on the <laughs> on the uh, uh, menu that night. No, any suggestions on the text line? What will Peter Volandis uh, have have had? Or I don't know if it's happened or not. Have had or be having? 
uh, for the White House dinner. What do you reckon? What's on, what's on the menu? Uh, a privilege, of course, to have dinner at the White House. That's very, uh, very good. All right, uh, let's get into some American sport. In Game 7 of the baseball, what happened yesterday, mate? Yeah, this this is also a lesson uh, for for radio professionals mm. like you, Dan, and like yes. I used to be. Yeah, uh, to be careful what you say. Of course, on your radio show, microphone is always uh, live, Chris. I'm, always live. Yeah. Well, here's what happened: the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks won Game Seven of the National League Championship Series last night, beat Philadelphia four to two, came back from three two down. They won both Game 6 and Game 7 on the road in Philadelphia. And a a radio host, in fact, the OG, the guy who is responsible for every sports talk radio host in the world, Mm. the OG sports host, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, on his show on Monday on Sirius XM said, if the Diamondbacks come back, I will retire. Oh, yeah, now, yes, now, there have been that calls like that in the past or there's been statements made enough. There's been some here on SEN, I'm sure, uh, where someone has said that if this happens, I'll do such and such. And sometimes it does happen and the person doesn't do such and such. So is he going to retire? Well, I, he, he just spent two hours on first take with Stephen <laughs> Smith this morning so on ESPN getting getting ripped to shreds mm. and, and being made fun of all day. He was on Howard Stern apparently this morning as well, uh, talking about instead, and, and they came up with an idea that instead of him retiring from a serious XM show, which is excellent, you get a chance, definitely listen to him. Christopher Mad Dog Russo is fantastic as a sports radio host. Uh, but uh, they came up with an idea that maybe instead of him retiring, mm. he walks down the streets of Manhattan wearing an Arizona Diamondbacks <laughs> bikini. <laughs> How would that go down, down the streets disturbing. there? Well, listen, in, in New York, you're allowed to be weird in New York. So I, I think he'd fit in just fine if he were to do that. Now, quite honestly, Mad Dog Russo in a bikini, that is not a picture that I need to have in my head. But... It would maybe take everybody's mind off the fact that he said he was going to retire and get so who knows. You got to be very, very careful with statements. You got to be very careful with statements you make uh, on the radio. Um, but good on him for making Absolutely. a statement. And sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. In that situation, he got it wrong. He could have said it, but but then said, but then did not just not add in the retirement bit. Yeah, he he absolutely he could have gone a different direction there, but you know, props to him. He came on Steve on on first take this morning in his usual slot, full two hours, and he copped it. Mm, true, he copped it hard from everybody, not just not just Stephen A. From Molly Karam, from every other panelist who was on the, on the show today, uh, he he totally absolutely copped it. By the way, the baseball yeah. uh, back to the baseball yes. World Series <laughs> starts Friday. Texas Rangers, Arizona Diamondbacks. If you had a ticket on either one of these teams to win the World Series before the season started, you're looking at a potential very nice payday. Texas was a 50 to one shot to win the World Series uh, preseason. Arizona was 125 to one. Rangers haven't been there in 12 years, 
The Diamondbacks haven't been in 22 years since they beat the Yankees in a seven-game World Series back in 2001 on a Luis Gonzalez loop single in the bottom of the ninth inning off of the greatest closer ever to be born, Mariano Rivera. Well, there you go. World Series beginning Friday. NBA getting underway as well. Opening night last mm. night, we had two games. The uh, Denver Nuggets, they got their rings, they hung their banner, and then they whooped up on the L.A. Lakers, 119-107 to last night um, on, on opening night. Uh, Anthony Davis, great first half, 17 points. Problem was, at the end of the second half, he was stuck on 17 points. Ah. 0 for 6 from the floor mm. in the second half. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was a disappearing act. And, and it's like he's escalating what he did last playoff year. You know, last during the playoffs back in the spring, he have a great game, and then he disappeared. Have mm. a great game, disappear. Now he's escalating that where he has a great half and disappears. Mm. Mm. Well, so Hopefully for the Lakers' sake, that does not become a trend. But uh, the Nuggets win on, on banner night, on championship celebration night, to open the season 119-107. Mm. Phoenix went to Frisco, beat Golden State 108-104 as well in Kevin Durant's first game in San Francisco in front of a crowd since he left Golden State a few years ago. So mm. uh, a nice win there for the Suns. And tonight, big slate of games in the NBA, including the the NBA regular season debut of the Big Baguette. The Big Baguette? The for the San Antonio Spurs. Mm. Yeah, the Big Baguette. I think that's the nickname we're throwing around for him. We call it IU's French. Yeah, it was making me hungry because we, we talked about food. I've got a text about <laughs> Peter Orlandi's, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, the big baguette. Anything else? Any, anything else food related for me, Chris? Uh, not at the moment, oh. but yeah, if we keep the food the food theme going, uh, it's not quite dinner time yet, and mm. stomach is starting to rumble. So we got to be well, careful about that. But when Benyama makes his debut tonight. Uh, San Antonio, they host Dallas. Uh, it's the second game of the ESPN doubleheader tonight. Uh, mm. It starts here in about, uh, about four and a half hours. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Uh, now, here is a text. In terms of what would Peter Volandis have or not have, and look, this is nothing to do with sport whatsoever, but it's interesting. Uh, text saying, hi, Dan. Surely they would be having a great American barbecue with smoked meat and smoked mac and cheese. What do you think to that, Chris? Do you reckon that would be something on the menu? Not at the White House. No, no. But would you? Hey, it, <laughs> well, no. well, could be. No, maybe, no, maybe, maybe, he, maybe he's got it to order. Maybe that's what he felt like. With, with Joe Biden in the White House, <laughs> I'm gonna bet no on that. I'm no. just saying. Now, quite honestly, I don't know what what type of menu they would have for the White House or what any dietary restrictions an 80 plus year old president has. <laughs> the smoked meat and the smoked mac and cheese. If I was president of the United States. Absolutely. Mm. I am totally down with anything barbecue related. I tell you what. So that, that would be definitely something I would consider if I was president. I tell you what, that text, uh, the smoke meat, uh, it sounds very nice. Not a huge mac and cheese fan, but it sounds very nice. Chris, uh, we'll do more after the break. We've got a bit of MLS to look at, of course, another big weekend of the NFL and college football. So we'll talk uh, more after the break if you're okay to stick around. Absolutely. I got nothing else to do. I'm parked in a parking lot. That 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 could go on a promo. Uh that's yeah, that's 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 very, very good. Thank you, Chris. Uh we'll <laughs> chat in a second and you know what we're doing, Chris, straight after the break. Already got a few texts, so I'm gonna put out the last call on this. 
the Bulldogs. We are trying to get Chris Perkins an NRL team for next year. Uh, two teams down. This is our third team. The Tigers are a candidate. The Dragons, Chris, you said no to. The Bulldogs. If you are a Bulldogs fan, tell Chris. You've got a few minutes of the ad break. Tell Chris why you became a Bulldogs fan, why it's so good to be a Bulldogs fan. Anyone else, and Bulldogs fans can play a part in this as well, anyone else, give me some pros and cons of being a Bulldogs fan. Why do you think it'd be good for Chris to be a Bulldogs fan? Why do you think it would be bad for Chris to be a Bulldogs fan? Last chance to get your texts in, 0457 736 736, or jump in the open line. Talk to Chris personally. He's very friendly, 1300 01 1170. We'll do that after the break. It's 24 to 6 in New South Wales, 24 to 5 in Queensland. All right, 20 to 6, back to Chris Perkins. Now we do it all for the Makita XGT, 20 to 5 in Queensland. Experienced professional cordless power without limits. Just a text before we get to the Bulldog stuff, Chris, uh, from the Kingswood Welder. Whatever the meal is, I bet it's put through a blender for good old Sleepy Joe. So there you go. Uh, nice text uh, to the president there from Kingswood Welder. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> Quite often, that's the reaction for kings. I keep the I keep the, I keep the politics out of this stuff as much as I possibly can. Yes, I, I, yes. I try to keep the politics stuff away from the sports stuff. Oh no, no, uh, I, I don't. I, got, uh, I, I, I don't, don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if that was a politics text, to be honest. I think maybe just a reference to his age. But anyway, good old uh, Joe Biden doing uh, good stuff. Now, uh, the Bulldogs. All right. Now, you had a question. Before I get to text and give you some facts about the Canterbury Bulldogs, you had a question for me about the yeah. Canterbury Bulldogs. Yeah, and I'll, I'll throw it out there because mm-hmm. I, I want to know because this, this will help make, make a determination for me. Mm-hmm. I love mascots. Yep. Uh, I love unique mascots. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites in, in sports mm-hmm. is Ugga. Ugga, yep. The, the mascot of, of the University of Georgia, the mm-hmm. Georgia Bulldogs, mm-hmm. a great college football team, two-time defending national champion. And he's, he's an English Bulldog. Mm-hmm. He's on the sidelines every game. He's got his little dog house over there. Uh, on the on the Georgia sideline, you see him constantly. They they the TV cuts the shot the other constantly during Georgia games. Mm. Um, he he's been known. A previous uh, generation of Uga has been known to if an opposing player gets a little too close to him, try to take a nip at him. Mm. So he defends his territory very well. I want to know if the Bulldogs, the NRL Bulldogs. Mm have an actual live bulldog on the sideline. Now, I know for a fact... If not, let's fix that. I know for a fact they have in the past, because I've seen it on TV, I've seen it at the grounds. Uh, Bulldogs fans, do they still do that? Uh, They may well do that. I know they definitely have uh, many, many times in the past, whether that be every game or not. But I know I've been at Bulldogs games where I have seen that. Um, is that still a thing, Bulldogs fans? 0457-736-736. Jump on the text line and let me know. But definitely has happened in the past, and I would assume still would. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't, but uh, we I'll try and get that clarified for you. But definitely has happened, and if it, if it has stopped for whatever reason, Chris, you could actually be the man uh, that brings it back. So, you know, that that's that's what I- you could have. Listen, I I love I love the English bulldog. I mean, they're so ugly, they're cute. They're kind of like me. <laughs> they're, uh, they're just awesome dogs. 
I, I, so if it uh, isn't going on, let's re, let's start this division. We can call him Canty. Okay. And right. have him on the sideline for every game. All right. I'm pretty sure they have, but I'm sure someone will uh, text me. In the meantime, let me give you some facts about the Bulldogs. Um, and then All we right. will go through some of uh, the texts. Uh, so, uh, the Bulldogs, uh, been in the competition since 1935, so been around 88 years, have won eight competitions, uh, 1938, 1942, 1980, 1984, 1985, 1988, 1995, and 2004. That's when the premiership stopped. So it's been about 20 years for the Bulldogs. They finished 15th this year. They made the grand final in 2014 was the last time they were in a grand final. Lost that one to Souths. Lost the 2012 one as well to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, The last one they won, as I say, was 2004 against the Roosters. But don't let that put you off. Here are some texts. First one, Big Ted on the app. Helping hand for Chris. The doggies are like the Pittsburgh Steelers. You either love them or hate them. But the pro is Gus, as in Phil Gould, who is a very big name in rugby league over here, administrator, is lurking around, part of the Bulldogs. And he was part of Penrith just before they've been going on this winning streak. So he says it could be Riff times two. So there you go. Uh, This one from 2PM Pete. Uh, Hey, Dan, should get the missile on James Magnuson and ask him. But my pro, and we had a bit uh, about this with the Tigers as well, my pro would be early holidays come September. So uh, there you go. So no finals footy. Junior Smithy uh, says, Morning, Dan. A reason Chris should become a Bulldogs fan is because we are the family club, so he would be welcomed with uh, open arms. Plus, we are building well for next season. Yes, thank you. Someone else says uh, the fact that that when they do play at Belmore Oval, they only play a couple of games at Belmore Oval, but when they do play at Belmore Oval, it's a very good atmosphere. And Robin Blacktown says uh, they're getting a lot of good things put in place and things that were put in place at the Panthers when Phil Gould was there, like Junior Pathways, and now they've won three on the trot. Bulldogs Juniors are going quite well. I can see success at the Dogs coming soon and just on your mascot thing Chris before we get an answer from you uh, this text says hi Dan we used to have Arnold and now we have Arnold's puppies that are there when they run out so thank you for clarifying that all right all those facts given to you some texts my facts are the Bulldogs a contender to be your team for 2024 and beyond they have they have a lot they have live Bulldog mascot mm mm that, that was by that. That was uh, that. That's what that text said. They still. Yep. They, they Arnold's the puppies. Yep. There. Yep. Yep. Used to have Arnold, yeah. and now we have Arnold's they, puppies they, that are there when they run out onto the field. They, that alone makes them a candidate, right there. Ooh. Okay. So the Bulldogs, along with the Tigers, are a candidate. So the only team that you've ruled out so far is the Dragons. So you've got. Two potential teams, uh, the Tigers and the Bulldogs. Okay, all right. Uh, We'll do another one next week, and that will be, uh, I think it will be, uh, the Gold Coast Titans. So we're going out of New South Wales for the first time and into Queensland. So we'll do that. But the Bulldogs, well done, Bulldogs fans, uh, to try and convince Chris, potentially a Bulldogs fan, 2024 and beyond. Chris, really short of time now after all of that. So really, really quickly, uh, we'll cover the MLS next week. Um, but what's coming up this weekend in all sports over there in America? 
Well, just make a quick mention of yep, MLS. Go for it. Uh, wild card game for tonight. Uh, New York Red Bulls host Charlotte. That's the early game. Late game is the uh, is the Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City hosting San Jose. Winners of those games move on to play the top seeds, Cincinnati and St. Louis, mm. in a best-of-three uh, quarterfinal series starting on Saturday. Um, NFL Week 8 kicks off uh, Thursday tomorrow night. Pretty decent one. Kind of surprising, though. This is a decent, looks like a decent game. Mm. Buffalo Bills hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks are doing better than expected. Bills kind of shaky the last couple of weeks. Uh, so this has the makings of being a pretty intriguing game uh, coming up on uh, on Thursday night football. Uh, another interesting game to, to watch for, just because it's New York, uh, the Battle of New York, the Jets and the Giants. Mm. So both teams are playing in their home building uh, at Very the good. same time. Uh, the Jets and the Giants, they don't play against each other in the regular season except every four years, but we do get it. And then the Detroit Lions, Monday Night Football, first time in Detroit in five years they'll host the Las Vegas Raiders. And God knows the Lions need a bounce-back game after what happened on Sunday in Baltimore. All right. Sounds very, very good. Uh, Lee says the Eagles have a running back named Swift playing alongside Travis Kelsey's brother and a player named Taylor Lines up side to side with Travis in a fence from 49ers. Uh, is, that, that, is that true, Lee? Uh, uh, Chris? I, I'd have to confirm that, but that's got to be a, a, a Taylor and, and mm. Travis, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing going on here. Mm. Everybody's trying to find connections, mm. uh, a, a, a Taylor and Travis connection in any broadcast, in any media outlet, mm. because the whole Tay Tay mm. and Travis Kelsey thing. Taking off. Just, Taken off like wildfire. And we found the perfect person. We've got about 20 seconds, so I won't get a long response from you. But we found the perfect person on the breakfast show uh, the other day to promote rugby league in America. That's Margot Robbie, maybe the most famous actress at the moment. And, of course, the Australian Connection. And an NRL fan. A very good call. Chris, great stuff. Uh, we'll speak next Tuesday morning. Looking forward to it already, mate. Sounds good. Have a good weekend. Thank you, mate. Chris Perkins on the line. So the Bulldogs, a candidate, along with the Tigers, to be his team for 2024 and beyond. We do that all for the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. We'll take a break. Come back with more. Breakfast is not too far away. Smokealarms.com.au and Amir Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Kane says, morning, mate. I have it on good authority that PVL loves his seafood. Hopefully the White House comes to the party. We'll ask Chris next week whether he thinks that could happen. Thank you, Kane. Uh, thank you for your company today. Just a bit of housekeeping for you. Charlie Goodsir will be in the chair for you tomorrow. Um, and I'll be back with you Tuesday morning because Monday morning we'll have our NFL coverage return uh, to SEN 1170, SENQ 693 and SEN 1620 AM. So Charlie with you tomorrow morning from 5 to 6 AM, NFL Monday morning, and I'll be back with you on Tuesday morning. The Breakfast Show coming up with Trent Copeland and Greg Alexander after the news. Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Copes and Brandy, and then it'll be Pat and Heels along after 6am for you. Have a great Thursday. Charlie Goodsir with you tomorrow morning, and I'll catch you back here next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.